What's going on, y'all? Dom Caesar back with episode four. Happy Fourth of July, you sons of bitches. The greatest day ever to live in the greatest country ever on God's green earth. And I have a special guest today, my brother Christian Caruso, dude, on Instagram and or Twitter. Find the fucking handle. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great podcast, man. This is literally the guy I spent most of my life just talking out loud to. So we've been doing it for a while. We got a little bit of uh, we got a little background on it. I do want to say thank you for everyone that's downloaded the podcast. Thank you for everyone that's rated it. And if you haven't rated it, you don't even have to subscribe. Just go in, give me five stars. And like I said, if you give me five stars and you roast me, I'm going to read it on the next podcast. You can make fun of my pink nipple rings. You can make fun of my long hair. You can make fun of the fact that I have like two scabs that look like warts on my dick. And they're not even, they don't have anything wrong. They're benign, dude. And I think it's just friction. But anyways, today's going to be a great episode. I have my brother here. And uh, he's a very interesting cat. And we got, he's got his lady, Marissa, here in the house. And congratulations on the on the newlyweds, dude. Thank you. It was a month, two days ago. A month or two We've days. Been married a month. Yeah. There you go. So it's pretty sweet so far. There you go. There you, you go. know. Well, I know my brother. He he not only is you know he is crazy when it comes to the kitchen, as in he fucks crazy in the kitchen. No, <laughs> which he might. Crazy. He might. I don't know. You know. I'm a I'm a chef in the streets and a whore in the kitchen. Okay. The chef you know? in the streets, a whore in the kitchen. I like that. God. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, he's going to talk. We're going to talk a little bit about some stuff. But he really likes video games. So I know that you're you're starting some new video games. Yeah. And the uh, there's three that I'm playing right now. I got the the Super NES Classic, which oh, is man, great. Yeah. But I want that so bad. Honestly, if you want even a couple of games on it, it's worth buying it full price. But for PS4, I've been playing Nier Automata, which is phenomenal. Most of the Dark Souls games, if not just Bloodborne, and then Stardew Valley. Now, the thing about Stardew Valley... What is Stardew Valley? Stardew Valley is basic... Okay, Dominic and I grew up, and at one point, Dominic did play a lot of video games with me. I used to a lot. Yeah, like a shitload. PlayStation 1, son, don't fuck around yeah and then but ultimately it turned into you wanting to play guitar and music which i can't fault you for and i ended up doing but i still to this day you love, video. love yeah. it yeah all i do now is play madden i tell people i only have a ps4 for madden i've only oh, taken yeah. out the disc once since last august and i'm about like, to get the new madden and put the new disc in so. it's like the the first time you put flaccavelli in your cd oh, player dear in your car. Lord, dude Oh my god! But uh, no, so Stardew Valley. Um, <laughs> I thinking back on you and I playing games together, yeah. or at least um, what one of my favorite things to do was to watch you play games. Now, one of the main ones I'll always remember is Final Fantasy Nine. Okay, I I that was your shit, shit out of that game. That was your bless, fucking jam. Bless, bless you. And we would switch off back to back playing the same file on Harvest Moon Back to Nature. Okay, yes. Now, Stardew Valley is Harvest Moon Back to Nature plus another, what, 70, 80% of a game, including dungeon crawling. It cuts out all of the shit from Back to Nature that's like the same map and everything? Well, it's. 
No, but the guy, it's all made by one guy. And this is like, it was like a full-priced console release made by one fucking guy. Wow, that guy's big. And, dude, it's so fucking good. Cutting and your overhead. And I looked it up, and he was like, yeah, I just wanted to make Harvest Moon essentially back to nature, but for the, the shortcomings, for the people. fix them, put in so much, basically... You can pick where you want to start your farm, and that's how you pick your difficulty. I picked around waterfront, so now my property consists of, like, six islands connected by bridges that I can what? grow and put different fucking, you know, barns, coops, and shit. Yeah. I had all the animals. I ran the gamut in my cellar. You can have, like, kegs and refining spirits and, and make wine and all dude, that. Dude, so much oh shit. Oh, my God. Dude, it's fucking crazy. Stardew? Stardew Valley. You grow stardews? Isn't that like a fruit? You you grow star fruit. They're really rare. Okay. But and then you also find like I think it's called like a stardew fruit or something. And when you there's only like ten in the game, and when you eat it, it permanently caps your, your uh, dick energy grows at higher. A, but it stays in and extra. There's ten, inch. so if you find them, then you're fucking. I know. I'll be like what twelve and a half hard on a good day after all ten. <laughs> But um, it's killer. And what happened is I already got married. Okay, I remember that in the I old have, game. But it was incredibly long and hard in the old game. No right. pun intended. It just took forever. You had to talk to him. It took seasons. It's a little bit easier now. But the problem is you're capped on how many gifts you can give to somebody in a day. Okay. So that's how they kind of. I just found that out in Pokemon Go you can trade now and you can trade gifts. But you can only do one gift a day. Oh, yeah, exactly like yeah. that. So you can't, you know, cheese the system. But I, I'm i getting towards the end of my third year or fourth year. I'm in fall right now. I have a wife, two kids, and my farm is booming, but I just sold all my cows, sheep, goat, um, rabbits. You can have rabbits and like a few other ones. Yeah. What they, are all uh, the animals? You, I, you know, I love this kind of stuff. Um, in your barns, well, you can get a horse. Wait, when did this come out? I feel like I would have known or seen this. Two years ago? Wow. A year I probably or two get ago, it. something like that. It was one year ago, something like that. I wonder how that. much I can get it for on the PlayStation Network. I got it brand yeah. new, the version that came with the soundtrack too from Best Buy for like twenty bucks. Oh shit! I probably get like, it for still like wrapped. Nine ninety nine. Yeah, I actually going back. I it might not have been a full price release, but it's for consoles. So I, I Best Buy's like got the bangers, dude. Well, that's where I got near. Automata, that's where I got Dark Souls 3. Like, I never played any of the Dark Souls games, but I heard they were pretty much one of the hardest games to play in general. Like it, to 100% or anything. Like it's, right? It, not, I think once you get the hang of it and know what you're doing, they're a lot easier. It's more of just the initial, um, I guess, bump in difficulty. Okay. Like back, because it started with Demon Souls, then there was Dark Souls 1 and 2, they dropped Bloodborne, and then Dark Souls 3. And now they have a new game coming out that they dropped at E3 that's it's by the same company from software, but it's not really a Souls game. That's a whole mm-hmm. other story. But I went through uh, there's cows, sheep, goats, pigs, ducks, I love eating chickens, all those. Those rabbits. All my favorite food. But now I sold off almost all my animals. I have two barns with 24 pigs altogether. And I have two coops. One of them has 
seven or eight dinosaurs in it right now. What? You can find dinosaur eggs and put them in your coop in the incubators and hatch them. And then now you have dinosaurs. And whenever they start laying eggs, you can take them down into the cellar. You can sell the eggs. You donate one to the museum. You can sell the eggs or make dinosaur mayonnaise out of the eggs. And the Ew, thing about, dude. Well, it's a lot of money, though. It's there. You just it's banging. Them? Well, the thing is, um, I got rid of almost all the shit in my cellar and replaced it with uh, oil extractors. And the pigs, if it's winter, they don't go outside. If it's raining, they don't go outside. But if you leave the and best thing is, all your animals go inside and out on their fucking own. Oh, so you don't have to bring them out. You leave that. the yeah. door on the front of the barn or the coop open, even if they get out. Of their fencing, for doesn't matter. It's not going to turn to homeward bound. No, they can walk around your whole property. When you go to bed and wake up, they're back in their wow, fucking barn. That is way crazier. Yeah. <laughs> it's super tight. And the thing is, now with two barns, twelve pigs in each. Every morning I wake up, I go and pick truffles, and then I take the truffles down in my cellar, put them in the extractors, and now my entire, essentially, output of the Trappenhausen Farms is, is that what you called it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a dinosaur and pig farm. So now I just have dinosaurs and pigs. Do you on my feed farm. your pigs your dinosaurs? No, they just eat hay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, but yeah, that's Bigfoot. Can you go Harry and the Hendersons on it? I th- <laughs> you can get something else really crazy. I think like meteors. I had one meteor fall on my property and like busted it open and got some like iridium and shit. But it's it's super tight. Right, well, I'm downloading that as soon as I can. Yeah. So what, some killer. of these other games you're playing. Um, Nier Automata. I have no clue what the fuck that is. It's, if I'm not mistaken, it's that, it's the crazy dude that made Persona. He wears like this big weird head on all the time during interviews. The dude's fucking nuts. I don't even know what Persona is. You gotta talk it's, to me. It's another whole fucking crazy game. But Nier is in the future, post-apocalyptic. Um, there you play, uh, as 2B, this like thick as fuck, awesome sword wielding, like robot android chick. And the whole thing is... There are barely any humans left because there was this huge war, and they created machines to help them fight. Well, you don't find is this that like Westworld kind of stuff. Well, it's way in the future, and the machines are now coming back to Earth to just try and live like normal fucking beings. But the humans are still killing them, and wow. you're now caught as this android that's fighting for the good of humanity. Is it like guys that are like the the, the the robots, they come back, and this guy's like, you fucking took my job at Starbucks and your automation, and they just try to, like, kill him? Kind of. Like, like they show... Well, that's you the You got thing my else. factory job, you son of a bitch. I had three kids. They Well, they, they come back, and there's certain areas of them... You don't even take they've, shit. They've, like, gotten woke now, and they're like, we just want to live, like, normal and be happy and fall in love, and, the you know, your bosses Stay are like, woke. no, fucking kill him. Like, yeah, go clear him out and shit. But the fight system is so fucking tight. What does it it's, remind you of? Turn-based? No, 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 no. It's it's what Final Fantasy XV's fight system should have been. Okay, should have been. I did like that fight system. It was good. I I liked had 15 because they had a lot of old stuff and they had a lot of new stuff. It, but my thing was, I focused so much on the side, like the side quests and stuff. By the time I started playing story mode, I just started blowing through it, and I was like, "This is so boring." 
Mine was the complete opposite. I was so tired of how much side shit there oh, was. Man. Well, I hate the fact this that... This is the yin you, and yang. This is our brothers, but we yeah. still we play video games differently. But we play our shit differently, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I hate that you have to... Just to get your experience and level up at the end of the day, you have to eat and camp and shit. Oh, I, I want love my fucking that. experience the I second fishing. I kill it. I fished more in that than I have in the last year in real life, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd assume you can fish in near, too. But it's like, it's... My my oh, favorite oh yes Dardu okay. you fish a shitload but um near Bloodborne and Mass Effect Bloodborne Mass Effect two and Final Fantasy Tactics are my three favorite games of all time I love Tactics but Near Automata is my favorite gameplay and fight system in any video game ever it is so smooth now what does this run. Um, How much is this going to cost the listener if they went to GameStop and they bought well, it used? Well, right now on Steam, since it's the summer sale, you can probably get it for like 20 or 30 bucks. I got it for like 30 at Best Buy. Oh, so like fifty nine um, nine nine, brand new or something? Yeah. I, some places are still going up to full price, but that's bullshit. Like just you can find it used or go to Best Buy. Yeah. It's fucking, but it is, it's Japanese as shit. And when I say that, the first five minutes of the game, you go through four different styles of video game you start off and it's like a top down like space shooter like Ikaruga or something like that and then it switches to a two stick shooter where you're in this ship killing everything around you then it switches to like that um, space harrier star fox view where yeah, you're moving yeah. around in the center and shooting shit and then while you're flying and shooting shit your ship smashes into like these closing doors all dramatic and your character flies out and when you land you're now in like this beat 'em up hack and slash style like super i want to say the same guy who did the fisism is the guy that did kingdom hearts final fantasy that 15 makes sense. crisis core and kingdom hearts like fighting uh that whole engine was like the new the new yeah i liked it but this is just i just think tight, like how far dude. can they keep going and switching it and changing it they after near, they don't need to switch or change anymore. That's it to me. It's that's it, dude. Like that is fucking it. And I mean, like I like I just said also that like the Soulsborne games are my favorite. And um, Marissa actually just got me a copy of Demon Souls over again, which was the first one in the series. But because of copyrights and switching companies, they couldn't continue Demon Souls anymore. But that game. It's fucking history. I remember dude. you playing that though out in Smiley with our cousins. I do remember yeah. that one. Well, I, I was living in Austin going to college at the time, and Smiley, okay, Smiley is a town about an hour and a half outside of probably San Antonio and Austin equally. Yeah, it's um, like Southeast Texas. It's, yeah, it's out um, by Nixon, if anybody knows where that is. If you get to Nixon, there's only one intersection in the whole bitch. Go the way past the Dairy Queen, and in like ten miles you'll hit Smiley, and it's a town. Kind of funny how every small city has a damn Dairy Queen in Texas. Yeah, they have to, man. They're gonna go crazy and fuck each other and kill each other if they don't. Yeah, yeah. Hunger Boston. Do a lot of meth out in those small cities. Ain't nothing else to do. Yeah, and you can cook it, and nobody will smell the shit. Either. True, and but, if it uh, blows up. What the fuck are you gonna do? It's gonna yeah, kill a cares? sheep. Yeah, yeah. Like more little, white trash. A little bit of sheep shrapnel, dude. <laughs> But uh, no, when I was going to college, I would go out there every weekend, which, you know, looking back on it, helped me keep my shit together. But uh, our cousin Matt came into Austin, which was strange because he would never. That's not a scene at all. No. But the thing was, Demon Souls had just come out. 
there was nowhere we could get it in Seguin or Gonzalez or Victoria. So he was like, well, I'll go to Austin. I'll meet you up. We'll pick up the game from a GameStop somewhere, and then we'll go back to Smiley and play it. We drove around in like 100-degree fucking weather for three hours going to every GameStop in fucking Austin. And the one on the way out on like Parmer and 35 had one copy. <laughs> and we it got it. Is, yeah. yeah, we got it like as the sun was going down. The one you could have stopped at when you were first coming into town. Dude, we didn't need to go fucking anywhere. Up and down, burn it and shit, looking for a GameStop. Yeah. We ended up getting it, went home. Still, I mean, Demon Souls, don't get the shit twisted. Everybody's like, oh, this game's like Dark Souls. No. Demon Souls is the hardest out of all Maybe of Maybe that's what I was thinking is like the hardest game that it's one yeah, of the hardest me, games to out. Yeah, to me, it's still, it's way fucking harder than any of the Demon Souls or Dark Souls that have come out. But we went home. That was the first time I ever played it. And it's like. I don't know, it's almost like archaic in my mind, even though it only came out, you know, within the past decade or so. Yeah. But uh, we went out. So far as in the last 10 years. Yeah, because yeah, uh, there was one time for my birthday, and people can talk shit all they want about David Cage and blah, blah, blah. But when Heavy Rain first came out, it was around my birthday, and my cousin Matt was like, yo, I'll pre-order it for you for your birthday. I'll get it shipped to the house, and we'll play it. When I would go out there, I'd, I'd get there maybe Thursday if I wanted to skip class on Friday morning. But I would get there really fucking late, and we would play games easily until, like, 10 a.m., 11 a.m. And Heavy Rain, I beat in one sit. Well, okay. I played for, like, three and a half, four hours. We went to bed. I woke up, played it for 20 The only people that stay up that late are literally people who work in the, the medical field or cocaine addicts. Or in the kitchen industry, which is a little column A, a little column B. Yeah, a little, a little bit of both. You know, yeah. it's it's hospitality with narcos. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. But it's all good. But um, yeah, my uh, it was me, Matt, and our old my cousin's older brother Michael, whom we refer to as Grandma. Yeah, we called um, him Grandma. We stayed up. I mean, obviously, we didn't beat it in one sitting, but we stayed up, and that's when I learned like. Oh shit! Like these games are fucking for real. But I mean, I platinumed a lot of games while being up there with them. Just played a shitload of games. I don't think I've just... ever platinum any game. Out there, I want to say I platinumed Bioshock One and Two, Bayonetta One, which was a fucking bitch to platinum. Like all the, the with like time trial little test things you have to do, kill all these fucking people. In 10 seconds, there's 100 enemies, and you can't touch the ground. You have to stay airborne. The nah. it's, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then, like, so uh, Dante's hot. Inferno, that Visceral put out, which I... Fuck anybody. Like, that game's fucking awesome, especially, you know, if you've read the Divine Comedy. But, um, yeah, man. that all A lot of those games remind me of going out there and playing them with them and just fucking... That's, what's that's what we used to do, so, man. Out there, uh, we had a cousin, though. He was going through a lot of pain. He was in an accident. He was doing Kratom. And on this, you've you've only done Kratom in tea form, right? Yeah. I When he was... Because he, he would get it from Indonesia. He would get... That's where you get it from. Yeah. Even, the, he would get even like, the shit I get from Indonesia. He would get, like, boxes of bricks of this yeah, shit. Yeah. You like get it from, like, Borneo. So, okay. Now, I want, I want to make a little... I want to say a little something about Kratom because... If you follow me on Instagram at She Tastes Like Texas, I make posts about Kratom, and I don't want people to think like this is a recreational drug. It definitely isn't. This is for people that are in heavy pain or like going through withdrawals because 
the reason I started doing it is because I was coming off benzos. I did benzos. I had a prescription for a long time, and I quit in 2012, and I ended up getting back on benzos uh, with my prescription sometime uh, like a year and a half ago. And I was coming off of them, and benzo withdrawals, besides alcohol, are the only two withdrawals that can kill you. Heroin withdrawals don't even kill you. You wish you were dead when you're withdrawing yeah. off heroin, but um, they don't kill you. So benzo withdrawals, I was going through some bad ones. And I always heard about Kratom, so I started researching it. And our cousin used to take this. He was in a bad car accident, and it helped with his pain. Cause you, so you can just buy this shit online? No, you can like buy it at Planet K. It's oh, actually okay. illegal in like every state around Texas, all throughout the East Coast. And it's about to be illegal in Texas because they're voting on it. They're trying to get it illegal because it literally uh, is like an opiate. It releases the same endorphins and everything in your brain is an opiate. Um, and it's, it's a very interesting drug because there's like basically three strains, like a white strain, a red strain, and a green strain. White, if you take it, especially even if it's white or red or green... In lo- like low doses, it acts like almost like an amphetamine, like a cup of coffee. But if okay. you do anything more than like four G's, I would say, it starts acting like a barbiturate or a uh, like morphine. Oh, and it's very interesting. But the weird thing is about it: once you hit what your body can handle, you don't get higher and you don't feel more. You get sick. Oh. So when I very first did it, though. I did red strains because that's more of like what you would say like an indica is. Yeah. Even though like sativas too, they kind of hype you up. It's like white strain. You still get high, but it's like a different kind of high. The red yeah. strain, usually they grow it in Bali. And you can get white strains from Borneo. They have ones called Mengda, which is like really like almost like cocaine if you eat the perfect dosage. So you really okay. got to know what the dosage is. But since it's not really regulated, it's hard to tell. You want to know like a light dose is between one and four grams, a medium dose is between four and five, and then five to ten. You never want to do more than ten. And so I got this red Bali uh, recently, and I took eight grams, which I'm usually used to, off this mm-hmm. old uh, red Bali that I was taking. And it was hor- like I felt that warm hug, bro, like heroin, dude. Yeah. And I slept. Start feeling like pins in your forehead. Oh, it just felt. Well, I mean, it felt amazing. And then. Yeah. And when I've ever started taking this, just so you all know, that's what I'm saying. It's not a recreational drug. Something you take. It it beat my benzo withdrawals, hands down. Um, I didn't crave benzos. I was great. And I, 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 I took about four or five grams at night. And I didn't drink on them either because I didn't want to drink. It just changes your mindset completely. And I ended up coming off benzos. I haven't had a benzo in months. Well, not months. Probably like two months now. I haven't had one. And... The withdrawals were over the second I started taking kratom, and you could I would I was doing it first in pill form. You could do it just mixing it with something to drink, and people say they hate the taste. It's not even that bad. It tastes like unsweet, like green tea. To be yeah. honest, yeah. I and mean, even if you like made tea out of well, like I'm stems and weed, that. it would this taste shit, way dude, worse. This red Bali I got right now, it all comes from Indonesia. They can't really grow it anywhere else. It's almost like they wine. don't tease you, from what I heard. No. Indonesia, don't tease you. I'm in a something with a boat-legged beaver. I don't know the first line either. I just know boat-legged yeah. beaver at the end of it. I can't remember what song that was, though, man. Indonesia, don't tease you. I'm in a bed with a boat-legged beaver. Was that Luna? I don't know. Something that, that came out around anyway, the same time. Anyway. That's from 2003, 2004. Some red dis- Whenever they would censor songs and like break a window. Be like, be like what bark. the? What are you doing yeah. about these parts? <laughs> Yeah, you know, instead of bitch. God. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. 
So this this red bolly though, I did do eight grams because I thought it was something normal. And this, I am saying, people, I'm admitting, I tried to do it recreationally. I was like, oh, I just want to relax. I should have just done a normal dosage. This was a new brand I haven't used. It was from Bali though, and uh, I got so sick. So I crashed out. I woke up at five in the morning, sweating profusely. Mm. It was the exact same thing as an opiate withdrawal. Yeah, and. It was horrible, dude. Horrible. Jeez. Um, so it's really, it's unregulated to a point where you don't know how strong, what strain you're getting is. And it's just, it's not good. And so people, if you see me on Instagram and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm throwing up the bags of Kratom and I'm saying this and that about it. Unless you're in severe pain or you're, you're going through alcohol problems, opiate problems, benzodiazepine problems. If you're going through anything like that, I recommend it. If not, don't do it. Don't do it to get high. That's what I'm saying. Don't do it to get high. Yeah. Let's say you have a drinking problem, though, and you want something to resort to at the end of the night. Try that. Costs 20 bucks. You can get an ounce. Some, a oh, lot of damn. places, a lot even cheaper. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the quality is on that. Like I said, you're getting it shit from Indonesia. You don't know where it's coming from, but it grows like crazy out there. Yeah. Uh, the Meng Da, though, is the, sh- the shit you want to like wake you up and get going, and the Red Bali is the shit that will make you feel like a big old grizzly bear just hugging you okay. um, i will say uh use it if you got a problem out there don't be afraid go to planet k ask the people about it they're not going to turn you into the cops if you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing they want to see you get better and they'll help you out but don't and i will say this too don't use it more than three times a week i have maybe two people i know in my life that use it as a uh, like a daily drug yeah, but there are also people that were addicted to pain pills, drinking, smoking weed constantly. They need something because they're you know changing their life, and they take low doses throughout the day. So they do uh, maybe like a tablespoon in the morning, a tablespoon around four o'clock, a tablespoon at night. Just basically maintaining. Yeah, and a tablespoon is roughly three and a half, four ounce or four grams. Okay. You know, and twenty eight G's made the chicken cross the street. We all know that. Yeah. So. <laughs> You can get an ounce. You get 28 G's for about 20 bucks. Okay. But uh, I, I just want people to know that I'm not promoting that thing. It's like a recreational pop some Kratom, go out. Definitely don't drink on it. You want to yeah. make your body feel like it's clenching up and you're going to die. Don't drink and take Kratom. If you're taking okay. Kratom, get yourself a big ass glass of water. Take a couple. Watch pun on a movie and relax. Stay hydrated. I would. Actually, if you have PSA, kind of on that note, um... I've been hearing that, and this is for all the um, the snooters and fatty the fatty railers out the there. Fat rails. I I heard um, fat rails. right right now with like uh, ice and coke and like all that shit. There's been a high number of people reporting like ODs because people have been putting fentanyl in. Yeah. It. And That's it's been fact. fucking killing people. Yeah. So if you're any any of a uh, Dumb C fans. I don't. You need a name for your fans, honestly. Um, well, see, I like calling my babies, but Chris D'Elia stole that, dude. Well, they're my I chachis. Mean, you okay? If you're a chachi, the Chach Army. Yeah, Chach Army. If you're okay. part of the Chach Army, dude, and you like, I'm to, a chachi too. Yeah, like to talk it, shit. You know, I'm. I'm not saying you know, and I'm nobody. I'm not to a jabron cone. We're better jabron cones. Hey, if you like. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast right now, if, if you listen to, if this is the fourth one out of four you've listened to, you're part of the Cha Cha Army. 
Chuch army, no jabroni and cheese. No jabroni and cheese, no okay. jabroni cones, none of that bullshit. But yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not telling anybody to stop doing what they're doing. But if some dude promises like fatty keys behind a CVS or something, or you're buying no, shit from just somebody you don't know, I w- just I will say. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and and say I've never done that. I've done it. Okay. Yeah, right? Well, that's why I'm and saying. I'll say this. Back in the day, they would cut it with mostly laxatives or like uh, vitamins, like a Men's yeah. Health one a day. They crush them up and cut it with that you could taste it uh or baking and i've soda. heard I've, yeah baking, that was old school yeah and i've heard about this the fentanyl and everything it is not good man no people just you punt it and it's i mean it hits affects your brain like less than three seconds yeah and if you got that in there you just you're dead yeah because it's like by comparison if you need kind of an idea think of like if you had a mixing bowl, like a big mixing bowl that you would eat popcorn mm-hmm. or something out of, like that entire bowl filled with heroin. Let's just say it would take that much to kill yeah. you. Grab like a sweet and low packet. That's how much fentanyl it would take to kill you. Yeah, that's fucking, that's yeah it's sword, like man. like you wouldn't even be able to fucking like you could have like a baggie, stick a key and test that key and it wouldn't be in there. But then you're like, OK, it's good. Then you stick another key and bump it. And there's like a few grains of it. That's on all there you need. You're fucking donezo. It's like salt. You don't need a lot to taste it. Nah, man. It's <laughs> all you need is for flavor. And that flavor is dead. Yeah. So. Oh, that's ju- that's just a a, a in, in, Christian in my, PSA. Yeah, that's a Christian baby PSA. That's a, a Papo PSA. I will say, man, I at the times I've done it though. Luckily, I've known people that uh, got good shit. And this is in my younger days, but I've done it to where it was so pure, it's almost like yellow and almost wet, and it would make yeah. like my teeth want to explode. I felt like my teeth were just about to burst out. I felt like all of them were crushing, like they were expanding in my mouth, like they were. Tickling, itching, and oh dancing God, at the same every time. Every little capillary. Yep. It was insanity. Uh, I'm I'm just a super manic hypo person. Like anyways, like I'm a hypomanic person. Yeah. Um, and so I usually don't like uppers. It's very rare I even drink coffee. I really don't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love the taste of it because I like you know tannic bitter things, and I do. So I love. I I don't like the taste of it, but I like the effect See, it gives you. The effect sometimes now because I'm already too like manic just gives me anxiety. And it's like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. That's why I took Klonovinos for anxiety. I was just yeah. too wound up. So, I mean, that's why I always did like downers. But I also think that's why I never got addicted to it. Because even though I had access to some of the best shit out there back in the day when I was doing it, I was a young, I was a young gun testing, experimenting. I never got addicted. I, I think I did for a while. Um, I was... Well, actually, I'm not going to say restaurant names, but yeah. I had just moved back. No name from, dropping. No, no, no name dropping, especially because that restaurant is still kind of the shit. But when I had moved back from, I, you know, I went to college in Austin. I lived in Colleen with an ex for like a few months. But then I moved back to San Antonio. When I moved back to San Antonio, I got a really good line job with, to this day. Oh, and line job, he works in kitchens. I'm not saying a line job. Like his job was to snort coke. Well, essentially, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's uh, well, yeah. Okay. Well, I got I got so a line is, cook job. Yeah, and this um, is a double entendre here. Yeah, it's when you put it like that. Um, now that job had at that job because of the drinking. Because I I you really don't when, drink at all. Well, when I moved to Austin for college. 
you you know, your uh, senior year, it was 2009. Um, two months after we graduated, I got my first car. And then that August, I moved up to Austin to go to culinary school, which fucking sucks, but that's a whole other thing in itself. And that Cordon Bleu. Yeah, now they're defunct and it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, anymore. I don't know how, but how, I mean, are these still like a. There are no more like Cordon Bleus in North America. Okay. And everybody's like, oh, fuck the school. First off, yeah, fuck the school, but fuck the students that went there that don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's neither here nor okay. there. But when I got, when I first went to Austin, I took your first driver's license with me. Yeah, I know. I remember that. And yeah, it was, it was already out of date, but if you, if you, Chuch Army, if you guys don't know this yet, Dominic's middle name is Christian. And me, Christian, my middle name is Alexander. We have a kid brother named Alexander whose middle name is Vincenzo. Fuck whatever, if I know. I, I, I got to choose that. Yeah. Well, well I was also nine. <laughs> so there you go. Seven. Seven. That's why a if I had a kid, name. it would be like when I was like young, like 17, 18, it would have been like Vincenzo Goku Caruso or something. Oh, hell yeah, dude. It would have been ridiculous. Hell yeah. Kakarot. Vegeta Cheetah Caruso. Ooh. You that's know? a, I'm a part-time stripper and I do hell. <laughs> but um, I took your old driver's license with me and what would happen is I, I had friends in some of my classes, actually the second class I got placed in because I failed a bunch of classes for just literally being drunk all the time and not showing up to school which is weird to talk about because i don't drink yeah, it's anymore really don't drink. it's very rare that you do and when you do it's yeah. like rum or gin you don't it's usually around. gin now rum was my sailor jerry was my fucking when i was at age i drink i was i was drinking all the time but i was functional somehow i was too it was it just made my laziness even stronger got you so like i would go to bed drunk wake up drink before i went to class put something in like a torchies cup to take with me to class drink all throughout school i wouldn't remember anything and then go home and fucking drink till i blacked out and that had started happening since i was like 18 19 two months after i turned 21 i quit drinking yeah so i went i mean people can say whatever they want but i went out on top like when it comes to drinking, yeah. I won, so I don't need to drink That's anymore. Like boys too. He kind of quit when he turned twenty-one. Yeah, it's he was just it, done. Once it's legal, like who gives a shit? Like I don't know. You know I always I mean? like booze. You know, I always have. I I still yeah. do. I think it's a genetic thing, but I think I know it's a genetic thing too. And so genetically, six, you have a sixty percent chance of uh, getting or becoming addicted to it. Well. What had happened was I, when I was in Austin, um, God, I hope mom and dad don't hear this, but I started selling weed because I'm pretty, they know that. Don't worry. Yeah. It was, I was, mom selling and dad thought weed. I was selling weed and I disagreed with them because I was like, I never did, but whatever. I'm not going to yeah, change well, your I mean, mind. They were like, you're a fucking drug mule. <laughs> I said, all right, whatever. This that, is when that was swag for like, you know, you can buy 10 G's for 10 bucks. It was stupid. With a, my supply, it was, uh, I failed a bunch of classes. I got held back for six weeks and then put in new classes, had to retake a bunch of them. But that new class I was in, I met uh, one of my friends, Eric, who he's legitimately older than I am, but he was in a band that had been playing in Austin for like 10 years, so everybody knew him. I was still like 18, 19, and I would go out to. Scene. Yeah, like I would go to the shows. 
And I would show up when the band got there. Rody, the whole spiel, helped them unload their shit, set up stage. And, of course, the bartenders knew. It, it was a lot of at uh, Maggie Mays. I'd spent a lot of time at Maggie Mays drunk as fuck, acting a fool, and sixth in Austin. That was, that, my time was in San Antonio. Boston's pub, no longer. I know, because I, I fucking worked there for a little while. But um, I would just go and drink on the band's tab and just get sloshed as fuck. And that's also when I was drinking Kratom tea because our cousin gave me some. So you can't but, mix that shit, man. Well, that you didn't know, thing. though, either. Well, and You're honestly, literally like me, taking, oh, not a synthetic, but a natural opiate. Yeah, because I would just get cheesecloth and twine from work and just ball the shit up and brew tea out of it. But at that point, I still wasn't smoking weed, but I was selling it. I would smoke one time when I'd go to my boy... When I go to my friend's to house up. in Austin to pick up, I would try every single one. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I would just smoke it. And by the time I got to the like fifth bong of like, hey, try this jar out, I'd be like, oh, well, that's the best because I'm high as fuck yeah, right it makes now. Sense, yeah. But then all yeah. of it was profit. So I was making a lot of money. I was being able yeah. to stay on top a of monkey rent. monkey can't sell bananas. You weren't smoking so you could do it. Yeah. And that's when I started realizing, you know, people who sell drugs and even take drugs – it's because this world is fucked up and there's just like you need to make ends meet. Sometimes it's self-medication and I can't fault that because I do it all the time. But when I was when I moved back and I was working at that one really nice restaurant, that's when I started getting into coke. And it was easy because everybody fucking did it. And I feel like that that kind of transitioned into like what the industry's favorite drug was because. When I was younger in the industry, it wasn't as, like, amphetamine-driven. Um, and then it really, when Adderall came out, everyone was taking Adderall. Like, in the bartending scene, at least. I don't know how it was in the kitchens. But I know in the bartending scene, Adderall was the drug of choice. Because especially when you're working late nights. Yeah. And um, Adderall just took over. And these people started yeah. charging $10 for, like, a 25-milligram extended-release pill. Yeah, and, and you can go get like a ten bag of yay for like, well, ten bucks, but it would last you at least a couple nights. Yeah, you know, and, and the Adderall, yeah, I think that's what happened. It was almost a price thing because the prescriptions to get refilled got to like over one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. for a refill because and that's with insurance. I think that's when the industry started switching back to oh, let's just get on the streets then. Well, I think. Kitchen wise, honestly, since like the eighties, it's been cocaine. And well, back at, that's that's one of the things that's front of house, back of house. It's like a little yeah. difference. It's easier. Yeah. I mean, the people have done it in front of house. They're walking around, people with seat in their nose, and you're talking to a customer. Yeah, it's easy to take an Adderall, put it underneath your tongue, and then you're jacked for six hours. Front of the house to me always seemed more designer drug with a name on it. And back of the house is more of like, well, what does it do and does it work? Let me, yeah. Let's yeah, just no, get this I, done. Yeah, no, I agree totally. And the thing Even that though worries we're all me, in the game together trying to make a restaurant work. It's just a son of a bitch. And now, I mean, technically I've been in the kitchen for about 13 years now, but like two or three of them were in dish pit, but you got to, you got to, you got to pay your fucking dues. Two years. Exactly. Like you got to do it. So it's, I'm kind of like nine, 10 years on the line. And at that job, I had, like, one of the lowest points of my life, and it was because of all of the drinking and all the coke I was doing. Because of that job, we would get a check every Saturday night. We got paid oh, every no, week. That's dangerous to give up 
fucking I know. kitchen full of line cokes or checks every Saturday? Yeah. After and the s- hardest service of the week, after a whole week of closing? Well, we would and go then someone's to... someone's going to work brunch the next fucking day? There was a guy that I worked with. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but he was short, white dude, kind of with a shaved head from New Jersey that would make pizza like a motherfucker. You, okay, yeah, I know. just making sure. Well, after that... We Good guy, though. Oh, he's fantastic. He invited us over to d- dinner to, like, watch a Giants game Yeah, or I think something. that guy wanted to, like, take me to, like, New York. Yeah, that's it. That's all he would tell me, too. You and your You remember that brother, guy was, he was actually fascinated by Native Americans. Was he? Dude, he was, like, he was, like, I could actually give classes at college on the Native Americans. Yeah, he was. He was, like, crazy. That was. He knew all the tribes, their rituals. Yeah. It was, like, his, it was his thing, though. It was, it was something, like, how I want wine, where I just, like, study profusely, and no one's pushing me to do it. That's how that guy was. I totally forgot Dude, about this that. this guy knew everything. I still have a video um, on my phone. One of the times I, uh, well, at that job, and I'm talking about how I was drinking and doing coke at that job, but at that one, two times I cut the ends off of my fingers and cauterized them on the Okay, line. I've heard that story from someone And before. one of them I still have video of, and he's taking the video and, like, shows himself in the video and shit. But anyway, <laughs> Saturday nights, we would all... Paisan, too. <clears throat> That's the Italian yeah, the Italian man. dude. He was a fucking guinea too. And I still have a picture of him and I coked out at his apartment. But I was wearing all I remember is I was wearing a Rambo shirt. But there you, um, go. you should. Yeah, we would all Italian stallion. <laughs> That's you, a whole other fucking thing. If you thing. kill as many people as Rambo did, you feel like you're probably on blow. Because Rambo just wanted to fucking go home. It's the ultimate game. Well, that's our our friend Andy, Andy Texas. He told me something. This was after I quit hey, doing remember, it. Hey, don't my, don't drop names. I thought he was going to be on here at some point. Oh no, it's all right. But don't okay, don't tell no, his I'm story gonna, and tell his name. I'm not going to say anything bad about him. I just he told me something one time that made me like come to a realization after the he fact, it, and yeah. he said. I don't like doing cocaine because I don't like drugs that force you to hang out in bathrooms. That's and that true. was, it's like, um, the first time you hear, uh, never put your dick somewhere. You wouldn't put your mouth. Yeah. So I like, if you're like, never heard that till right now, but yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I won't eat a chick out. I'm just here to fuck. It's like, dude, you're a piece of shit. Like if you, if you're not going to yeah. munch box, then you shouldn't put your dick anywhere. Yeah. But, that place dude i i wish i could say the restaurant name and i won't but there was so much coke done off those goddamn toilet lids in that fucking bathroom (laughs) and it's a really nice place the exec chef fresh off the boat french guy i i love him but the exec chef i won't say his name but there's one night on the line when i just had a full-out breakdown on like a friday night or saturday night and he was the one that was like hey man just go like take care of it like dude it was i was like crying and shit like all the drugs and and this Your was emotions were all skewed well, your perception of reality was skewed well at that time i didn't know a lot of what was going on with me and because of that night i ended up to put it nicely i ended up somewhere where somebody was qualified to tell me what was wrong with me after that whole situation and after that that's when the doctor told me because like i stayed the weekend and that sunday or monday the doctor was like okay well obviously like you're bipolar which both of us kind of already knew just because of mom and like you know that's kind of where we got it from 
um, my. I definitely saw my. When I was younger, I felt it, but I feel like as older as I got, I, I, I don't ever feel depressed. I just get so manic to a point where I can't. It's almost like I can't even control anything. It, it's like an anxiety attack. It's like I gotta keep yeah. moving, keep moving, keep moving. Yeah, or else your chest is gonna swell and explode yeah. and then cave in. But that's like it. all I get. I think. I mean, I felt a little depressive as everyone does when they're going through like puberty and you're getting to the age. But after like 21, I never really felt sad. It just was like, man, mania is cool. But then there comes to a point where you only get one or two hours of sleep. And then you're running on nothing, and then that's when you really start burning yourself out. Well, that's the thing. Like, and then, and then, then, like I am, I'm hyper competitive, and I'm, I'm a, I have a work ethic that's insane, and so I would use that mania to try to help me. But then you, when you start burn, it's like you're burning a candle from both ends, and you can only go so far before your body can't. No matter where your mind's at, your body's gonna be like, oh. I can't do this anymore. Can't go any further. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, while I was there, the doctor also told me, like, the bipolar thing was whatever. He told me I have, like, severe insomnia, which I still struggle with. And he also told me that I had schizophrenia, multiple personality syndrome. And that made, I I mean, it did and it didn't make sense to me. But that was enough for me to be like, okay, well, maybe um, drugs and drinking aren't the way to make it yeah, better. Yeah, well, drugs and drinking will give you multiple multiple personalities, whether you have it or not, though. Well, no, I know. But the thing is, at that time, I didn't realize that had started becoming a problem towards the end of high school. And honestly, it's something that has gotten worse since then in certain aspects, but it's also gotten a lot better. The I biggest think you not drinking has been great. Yeah, no, I love it. But even if I'm stone cold sober, and you can ask her, I mean, we there are been days together. where I think you just need a drink, though. Oh, there's days no, see, I really wish you would just have a drink and relax. To be honest, I I'll say waking up and drinking gin and shit. You know? No, no, no I know. I mean, I, honestly, I'd rather like Put a rip fucking a dupe or gin something. soaked condom in your ass or what do you, what do they do? The gin soaked Tampon? tampons. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Ugh. no, man. Like um, Ugh. even now I'll. I'll stay up for three to five days at a time and then sleep for like three or four hours and then go for another like, you yeah, know, so bad 30, though. 40 hours. That's how on, it's on been. problems because I still have mine, right? I sleep a lot better now than I've offered in my yeah. life. For no, sure. I still I still don't sleep. I, I but, still have uh, problems with it, but I, I get like four hours and I wake up. So like I have to yeah. make myself stay up till at least one or two. But if I, I've been going to sleep earlier now because I wake up earlier. But if I sleep at like 10 o'clock, well, I'll go lay down at like 11. I'm, I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And for yeah. me, once I'm up, I'm up. There's well, there's no the- going back after that. But I remember when I had my Ambien prescription, that drug, I know people, maybe they, it's on the map in their brain because of, was Rose, not Rosie O'Donnell. Who's the, who's the chick got all racist when she's taking Ambien? Oh. Um, the fuck is it? Roseanne. Chick-wad, fu- yeah. Roseanne Barr. Yeah, it got on the map for a lot of people. Roseanne, but no, I didn't even know Ambien was when I very first got a prescription for it. Yeah, and first time I took it, within fifteen minutes, I felt so much weight on my body, and I slept for like ten hours. It was my body needed it. Well, remember you and I during that time 
wouldn't hang out or talk to each other too much, but we would take Ambien together and wake up with like pictures shirtless in the bathroom mirror, and like we hung yeah. out all night. We're like loud as fuck till six a.m. We gave him a friend of ours. It. I gave him a Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls jersey. Yeah. I remember that shit too. Uh, I slept, drove a car on Ambien, man. That stuff is not a joke. That stuff. When you is, ran down mom and dad's mailbox, yeah. Yeah. and then and then I had a white car and it had like three different color paints on it, and that's not like Jeez. I'm not saying it's a funny story. Like I think I'm blessed I didn't die, kill anyone else, or end up in prison for that. Yeah, and that was all pharmaceutical. I didn't even. Uh, I mean, I had one or two beers after work. Came home, got a glass of water, took it, went to bed, woke up. Car was fucked up, mailboxes ran over, no recollection. Yeah. And I only took maybe 20 milligrams, which is two two pills. They usually do it in a 10 milligram pill. Yeah. It's like the standard. And the pill is so t- It's like a quarter of your the size of your pinky nail. Yeah. And it's crazy how much power is in that little thing. Yet, yep. yet they're going to outlaw Kratom now. Weed's still and illegal. Weed's still illegal. And you can go get that. Yep. No, uh, I had a script for Ambien and OD'd on it one time, like coughing up like foam and shit. Oh, my and God. It was, okay, it's still one of the weirdest, strangest things that ever happened to me. But I, it was one night I was up and I was like taking. How many, at, how many did you take? It was like 13 or 14 over the course of like two hours. I had started in my room. It's like seven pills an hour. It was fucking raunchy, and I was on Facebook at like three in the morning, and there was this chick who, I think. Oh, at side the time, note, you said social media on Ambien. I used to have an awesome Twitter account called Dom Yeah, Sucks, I remember. And I got all on Ambien, and I went and I posted. I said, "Hey, I made a tweet, and I said, hey, this is my password and my login. Tweet whatever y'all want." Someone went there and changed that. my shit, and I ended up having to like disable the account <laughs> so i know i'm not prolific on twitter anymore i'll get back on it yeah. but after you lose that account and all those followers it's hard to go back in the game yeah it's like somebody erasing your save file and being like well fuck what you've done to me back in, in the day on playstation i'm gonna crash bandicoot i've done that a couple times to a couple people actually <laughs> dick. but You're a dick still but yeah but well <laughs> I, there is a fucking dick fucking squeeze, dick squeeze. I think the worst time we, you and I were out in Smiley, and it was the first time we ever played Dark Cloud for PS2. Oh, yeah. That game took a lot and, of time. Yeah. And then Matt, while we were there, our cousin Matt got Dark Cloud 2, and he started a game. We were like, oh, Dark Cloud 2, this is cool. He, they came, they dropped us off back in San Antonio, and I was like, I want to play Dark Cloud 2 now. For whatever reason, we didn't have a fucking memory card. So he's like, I'll let you borrow Dark Cloud 2 in the memory card. I put it in, started a game. After the first save point, like three minutes in, I overwrote his save file he just played and started the night oh before. My God. And then had to tell him while he's still at our house. And I remember because I was, I thought he was going to let us borrow because he was going to stay the night. And, you know, uh, his dad was going to come pick him up a few days later. After that, and I told him, he just went back with his dad to Smiley and didn't even want to fucking yeah. stay. No, I know. I felt shitty about it. But ever since that day, what, 12, 15 years ago, I have never played Dark Cloud 2. I've beaten Dark Cloud 1 like eight times, mastered, got the Big Bang in yeah, Seventh yeah. Heaven and all the weapons. I never picked up Dark Cloud 2 again because I felt so fucking bad. Good. Yeah, like I felt like shit, man. 
Well, I haven't played that game in so long. I don't even remember anymore. But so on the topic, though, like the restaurant industry and everything, I mean, I know drugs are rampant in the industry because a lot of it, it's almost like in the medical field, but a lot of times they just take prescription drugs. Shit that like, uh, uh, what do you call it? People drive 18 wheelers and whatnot. Commercial yeah. drivers and stuff. They yeah. take some stuff that like people work in the medical field take. And it, I took it once when I was with Homegirl in Leon Valley. Uh, she had a, a prescription for it. Was it like Super Molly or something? No, nah, man. It wasn't even like, it didn't even feel like an amphetamine. It was just like being forcefully awake yeah. for hours at a time. But um, okay. I do want to talk to you another day. Maybe we get more in depth about Anthony Bourdain. But I mean, he definitely, I think everyone in the service industry from servers, bartenders, uh, uh, anyone back a house, whether you're washing yeah. dishes, you're prep. You were on the line. You were a sous chef or you were a chef. Like, you were touched by that guy. Basically, how, like, open he was to all the experiences that were out there, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy to see how, like, mental health, which we talked a lot. This is almost like a mental health happy hour right now. We yeah. talked a lot about mental health. And I do think people mostly self-medicate. And I don't honestly think pharmaceutical companies are the answer for people self-medicating. I think self-medicating is a horrible and almost like that word is disease. Yeah. Because someone who doesn't abuse alcohol, let's say, or doesn't really abuse, it doesn't really abuse, um, let's say they don't abuse alcohol or marijuana. Let's say they have a maybe a drink or two after a long shift four times a week and maybe smokes a bowl or something after a long shift. I wouldn't call it self-medicating. No. I almost think decompressing. taking Prozac, that's self-medicating. Yeah. And I think that's worse for you. Yeah. I mean, do you think, where do you draw the line between self-medicating or abusing marijuana or alcohol? Where do you draw the line? What would you consider abusing and then just a light user and is beneficial for you? There's a lot of people that can find that line and not abuse it but that's the hard part is that it's different for everybody because like me i'll i smoke weed every day but i do and that's because one because of the drinking um and i quit doing that that was a big thing that helped me get off of it is because i had when i moved back and i was working at boston pub um one, I was able to be around drunk blackout people all the time, and I started realizing that I don't want to be like oh, that. Definitely, yeah. But I also had a lot of friends that would come in to the bar just to hang out with me because I'd be working the door, like, you know, just doing whatever. And we would just go off down along the side of the, the strip center that it was a part of, and we would just smoke. And I had obviously smoked before that, and I had done drugs before that, but that's when I was like, oh, this shit isn't really fucking with me. I'm already chaining cigarettes like a motherfucker, so there's not, it's not like, you know, I'm just now getting smoke into my body, and that just really helped me quit drinking. But even even now, I won't smoke as much certain days, or even if it's just to, like, get to sleep, but a lot of other people, it's all those people that are, like, weed is a miracle drug. It could help the world and blah, blah, blah. which I'm I, a big I can see how you say it's different for everyone. Cause some people, it's about how you are mentally with your consciousness, right. like how you handle it. Cause alcohol really affects people almost all the same. If yeah. I give four shots to someone behind the bar, 
even if they're fat as fuck in a guy, which, you know, guys have a different amino acid in them that helps them metabolize alcohol quicker and then women, that's why women get drunker. It's not because, oh, you're a woman. It's because literally they, have, they don't have that chemical in yeah. their blood. But, I mean, you take, okay, let's say you take eight shots. Okay. Eight shots is eight shots to essentially anyone. Well, that's why I can't drink anymore. Cause, dude, but at least even, you can measure it. We, yeah. though, you really can't. affects everyone differently, too. I mean, you can yeah. to an extent, but it's still kind of unknown saying. how they, everyone like, affects to it. I'm a big proponent of weed. Like, I think it should be legal, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's a miracle herb that could change the world and make everybody feel better because there's some people that maybe just shouldn't ever fucking smoke weed. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, yeah. something like that. Carcinogens, these people just can't smoke in general. Or, like, some people aren't um, on terms with themselves of where they are mentally. Yeah, and then I think that they actually have uh, with psychedelics as well. Yeah. I think there's some people that people are like, oh, I kind of want to do shrooms and I'm scared. Don't think, don't, don't do it. Don't fucking do it until you're and chilling. If you're, if you're not uh, mentally capable of dealing with yourself when you're by yourself, don't take your mind in a different realm. No. No, that's I why. Really I feel like you're going to a different dimension. You're using different parts of your brain. You're in a different realm. There's some people that are, I don't think are strong enough to take their mind there. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Your environment. Yeah. And I think that helps a lot, even when it comes to any kind of substance. I think you know, drinking, if you're around a lot of good friends, you're going to have a great time. If you're drinking, you're by yourself and you're sad and you're at home. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah you're going to amplify that sadness, that depression. Yeah. Well, it, it is who you are and what you because like I have scripts for a million different things that I haven't refilled in years and that's because for oh, I thought me, you were talking about like I sound like a national in for me but no, no I thought you said scripts about writing scripts no which that drugs can and do help when necessary but like prescriptions that I don't like I haven't oh, I have re-upped an Ambien prescription for I years. I've never re-upped re Ambien because weed obviously won't put me down like Ambien would. But and even if I take one Ambien and I don't even feel it, and I end up just going to sleep for like half an hour, like fucking clockwork, I will wake up in a bad fucking mood, and that and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just it's a weird chemical imbalance that leaves you with yeah, and I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And like if weed is natural, it like for me though, it never helped me sleep. It to me, it's like once once you're high and you smoke, my mind's like, well, let's just enjoy this. I would actually sleep. I would stay up later when I smoked because I would smoke and I'd get relaxed. But I was like, why am I gonna go to sleep? I feel good, and I would stay up yeah. later and later. When I smoked, especially at night, I those are the days I would stay up till like four or five in the morning. When I quit smoking as much, because I really don't at all. Um, not even cigarettes, which is crazy because I think because it's a stimulant, nicotine is, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just not addicted to stimulants. After eight years of smoking cigarettes, I just kind of one day I was like, nah. That's how I've been feeling lately, too. Like, even when I'm at work, I... I don't like it, it. You know? And I mean, one main reason was because when I was getting into wine, I wanted, it helps you can smell and taste better when you're not smoking. Yeah. And now food tastes so much better. My smell's so much better. And I can smell cigarettes when someone else smokes them like I never have before. When I smoke a pack a day, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell yeah. I smelled like an ashtray at all. Yeah. And now I could smell 
Like y'all just smoke a cigarette, I can smell it. Yeah, but it doesn't bother me. Obviously, I yeah. smoke forever. But your nose is just sharper now. Oh, definitely. I can almost I, taste it in the mirror, like, or in the air, like a little. You know? I told her, and I, she <laughs> might be the only person I told this to, um, when I was in high school, and you had moved back from Austin, and you were living at the house too. That was, you and I weren't getting along like at all, if ever, at that time. And of course, I mean, yeah, woes, what brothers do or fucking whatever. But I would like take a shirt of yours or something and wear it to school or like go out and eat in it with friends from school. I at that in high school, I was such a piece of shit. I was like, no drinking, no smoking, no drugs, no tattoos like like I'm going to be that fucking guy, which turns out made me like a miserable fucking person. But you're just having guilt of all that, too. Well, that's the thing. It's not guilt when you're raised in church and that's what they tell you you should be like. And then you realize all those fucking people don't understand mankind and never been through shit and feel the need to judge people for shit they've never even been through. Like, I put myself through shitty situations on purpose with people I don't, you know, interact with, scenes that I'm not in and done shit and gone through shit just to be more understanding of people. Like, I hate people. But I love humans because I know how they work and I know how fucked up they can be. But we're all just trying to fucking get by. That's why I love cooking. I love food. It doesn't matter where you're from, what God you worship, what color yeah, you are. It's the same language. tastes good. And it's like the ritual of sitting down and eating. Well, yeah, like everybody people. has to eat. And I want to do great things. I mean... All these millennial kids, which, sure, I'm one of them, they're all like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be famous. For what? I don't know. I want to be famous. I don't want to be famous. I want to be able to have my own restaurants or restaurant, do what I want, and then I want to open, like, a pay-what-you-can restaurant in, like, Detroit or Compton or something like that to where it's not going to be fucking cafeteria food. Like, oh, it's meatball Monday and blah, blah. Like, you can go in with... Yeah, there will be a set number of people, but you can go in and have fantastic quality food that I poured my heart and soul into, but you can eat it for whatever you got. Obviously, there would have to be stipulations of like how many people I, can come I actually in. heard from someone about their idea for a buffet where it was a 99-cent buffet, and for that, you would have a line for people that want the 99-cent buffet. be very limited, but you could get it, and that people would be there every day for but when you want the other stuff, the premium entrees, then you pay the extra six dollars, yeah. And then you pay six ninety nine to get the good sesame chicken and all that. Yeah. But that I thought that logic was great because you're gonna have people there every day paying ninety nine cents to eat your mashed potatoes, your French fries, your you know whatever, your easy, cost efficient food, your pastas, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And your meatballs, essentially cafeteria food. Yeah. So, but that's what keeps your rent. The, you know, 200 people a day, 99 cents, they tell their friends, and then everyone in that line, especially if you're a fat fuck who goes to buffets, you're going to be, oh, an extra six bucks, I can get this today? They might come six days a week, but on the seventh day, they're going to spend the extra six bucks to get the, and feel good about it. I thought that was a great, that's a free one, Hollywood. Like, like it's a free one. I, what I think is most important um, with that, but also like with what I want to do, I, I actually heard um, in Jersey, John Bon Jovi opened a pay what you can restaurant and like, you know, people love it. But I think the biggest part is 
integrating into the community yeah. and being because I mean food is family it's sustain I, well, I can't oh, I think it was burnt with Bradley Cooper he says at the most refined and like boiled down state of what cooking is it's sustaining somebody's life with your love and passion and there shouldn't be a fucking price for that that's that's almost a human right is to be able to help yeah. other people in a lot of parts of the world they have almost like co-ops where everyone takes yeah. turns every day cooking for everyone else right but i the thing with me is i wouldn't want to like with mind of being chef christian or chef caruso whatever the fuck if that would ever happen the idea would be i wouldn't sacrifice the quality or experience just because of the location clientele or price range like i want it to be like yeah i'm not not even like in the hood but just like a shitty part of a shitty city if you become a part of that then you they got you like if you're a part of the neighborhood if you're a part of the scene and environment and whatever and they understand just people in general if they understand what you're trying to do and why nobody can fucking tell you otherwise and i think the biggest thing is like i said everybody doesn't matter who the fuck you are you have to eat it doesn't matter what it is you have to fucking eat. You can eat dick behind a Greyhound station for a nickel a piece, but you're going to need energy to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and that's what I would want to do because that's well, like you, you brought up Tony. Like that's what I, one of the many things that I learned from him is the whole world's going to be fucked. Everybody's always going to hate each other. There's always going to yep. be, as long as somebody can look at somebody else and be like, Hey, you're not me. I don't like that. That's always going to yeah, fucking gonna happen. Tribalism. Yeah, and that's Humans always... Humans are born into tribalism. It's just well, part yeah. of our DNA. I like, like I, I like to subscribe to anti-transcendentalism, where my personal opinion is that people are born shitty, and it's what you do in life that I guess can classify you as a good person or a decent person because if you just had two babies right now and you threw them out in the woods and they just had to grow up on their own, they probably wouldn't develop language, but one would probably want to kill the other when they were able to or figured it out. That's because we're still just fucking animals and it's what you do to change that. That makes it like, it makes it mean something. So I the only way anybody's going to start learning that and not being a shitty fucking person from the jump is somebody else showing them like, Hey, like it's all, we're all struggling together, but we can struggle together. Yeah. We don't, well, we're it's gonna, not, we're going to struggle no matter what anyways. Yeah. But so we might as well fucking do it together. Yeah. And if I can give you food for that and just be like, Hey, this is my love and passion and my life and what I want to do. Eat up. Like it's like a uh, Graham Norson, Papa Nick. It's like, or anybody's, Chach Army grandparents, you go over, hey, have you eaten yet? No, I'm full. I can't. Okay, I'll make you yeah. a sandwich. Or with us, I'll make you some pasta. I'll make you fucking... And when you come and you don't know where your next meal is, I mean, something like that. Yeah, that's should never fucking be anything anybody has to worry about. And, it's, and yeah, sadly, that's a reality for a lot of the world, though. Well, so. it's a lot with like politics in our country right now, uh, if slightly topical, like... You shouldn't have to worry about if you get sick, will you be able to get better naturally, like in the open world? Yeah, that's nature. You can 
cut yourself and you don't know like the office dwight it's like you can fall down break your leg in nature oh no there's a lion coming after you well guess what i'm the lion you're dinner blah 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 people wondering where they should eat or feeding their kids like Every once in a while, mom and dad would take us to McDonald's or something, and it was the shit. Or every once in a while, we'd get Pizza Hut, and that's how we got a lot of like jam-packed demo discs for PlayStation and shit like that. Yeah, and also bringing the, it back around the video games. Yeah, and like the Book It program and shit like that. But even then, like, it should be healthy. And if it is, pay what you can, and you get that quality of like, yeah, no, I get this from this purveyor that sells this. It's fresh as fuck. I know them. And you guys can pay, you know what, bare minimum, like a buck or two a person. And you bring in your family of like you, your old lady and like six kids, you know, and if the situation is that bad, if you are part of the community and people know who you are and understand what you're trying to do, there's nothing wrong with, hey, I brought in all my kids and shit. It says pay what you can for all like 10 of us. I can only pay like five bucks. It'd be like. Cool, sit down and eat, and then they won't even know it, but pack up some food and send it home with them. You know what I mean? Like, it's just little shit like that. And when it's food, it's... It gets tricky one because you have to, you know, pun in the whole capitalistic thing, how we're going to pay rent and whatnot, but... Right. But as much as I would want it to be, I would run, like, essentially like a socialist kitchen. Like, I want everybody... Yeah. But well, obviously... That's, that's a valiant effort and a great idea. Yeah, I'm, and that's that's I'm something I want to do. So, we are well over an hour. Um, if you're still listening, thank you so much. And uh, Christian, my brother, and Marissa, oh, yeah. thank y'all for coming over. Uh, definitely, this will have a lot more episodes with y'all on. And once we get yeah. some more microphones, we'll get some Marissa on here too. So, oh yeah, it's gonna be great. And everyone, thank you for listening. I know last episode there was no outro music. And I started speaking because there was like outro music on my headphones. And when I bounced it out, it wasn't on there. You know, we're still getting this thing mixed because, you know, I produced this thing by myself and I got my boy Zach Kavner in episode two. He hosted for me. He's the man as well. But we're going to fix it all the all the little kinks and whatnot. But uh, Christian, thank you for coming over. Thank uh, you for having us. Hopefully people love it. It's going to be a great episode. Um, and we're, we have a lot of things coming up. And ha- have a great 4th of July. Have a damn good July. Watch out the fireworks that caught myself on fire. That's another story. That's a whole nother story and a whole nother hour. Uh, thank y'all for listening. And go on iTunes, Android, Google Play, whatever. And don't have to leave a review. Don't have to subscribe. Give us five stars if you like. And if you don't, whatever. If you do want to talk shit, give us five stars and talk shit because I'm going to read those. And uh, y'all be good. God bless America. Don't forget to uh, eat your vegetables. Brush your teeth and wash your ass. Yes, that itchy ass ain't a good thing.